Cover two. Welcome, everybody, to the Cover 2 Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here with my man, Hooman. How's it going today, Hooman? Will, I'm doing really well, and we've got some big, big news to report today. Uh, Adam Schefter reporting today, and this is going to, you know, send shockwaves through the NFL that Aaron Rodgers will, in fact, play for the Green Bay, Green Bay Packers this season. Obviously, that's going to have tons of fantasy football ramifications with Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and Robert Tunyon, and Aaron Rodgers himself. Perfect timing for this to happen. Not what we thought was going to happen. A lot of us thought he was going to sit out this season, but, you know, the Packers, according to Schefter's report, are making concessions and giving – Rogers a lot of what he needs to play this one season and then facilitate his departure from Green Bay after this season. Yeah, and you know, you talked about Devontae Adams. This will give him time to get that extension uh, because they are shaving a little bit of money with, with uh, the signing of Rodgers and the tra- his contract, but really it still gives him the option to trade him. Maybe he does still go to Denver um, or you know, maybe they are going to go out for that one last season. Yeah, because, you know, Rodgers and Adams themselves were posting on Twitter those uh, the Jordan and Pippen last dance comparison. So, you know, that that could be a good indicator of how hard they're going going to play this season to try to get that championship before their run is over together. And uh, whether or not they win a championship or not, we know they're going to put up some fantasy value. So it's a big positive for the fantasy community. And uh, along with that, we also had a, a trade that went down. The Bears shipped out Anthony uh, Miller over to the Texans, and that's going to pay off for our, one of our guys, Allen Robinson, that we both you know, rate highly, along with a guy that we thought could be a sleeper in late in drafts, and that's Darnell Mooney. And uh, I think both of their values obviously go up. Uh, and what do you think about Miller's value over in Houston? Yeah, I mean, you know, you got a, a younger guy who can fly. They really don't have as much speed. Now that Will Will Fuller's gone from uh, Houston, um, and you know with Brandon Cooks there, he can definitely help out in the slot. He can also go deep. I think it's a great trade for both teams. Yeah, he could be like their uh, their missing piece for having lost Will Fuller. And uh, on the topic of the Texans, we know that also another big news today is that uh, Deshaun Watson showed up to camp. Not something that people were expecting. Um, he still has the cloud of uncertainty with him with the off field issues. Uh, but I think he's just trying to play his hand here to force that trade, do his part, not get fined. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with that. So please stay tuned. Keep up to date. Uh, we'll keep you as informed as possible as to what's going on so you can make better decisions for your fantasy uh, team coming up as drafts are coming up soon. And uh, speaking of drafts, Will, uh, today we are going head-to-head, and I am going to kick your butt. Well, I don't know about that. As he said, we are going to go against each other. PPR draft. Um, I'm going to be drafting third. Where are you going to be at, Hillman? I am in the ninth spot. We random randomized this earlier, so you did get the third spot. I got the ninth spot. This is a full PPR, uh, 12-team draft. We got one QB, two running backs, two wide receivers, one flex, and a tight end, and then five bench. I got rid of the defense and kicker because we don't need to worry about those. We don't need to be drafting those right now. 
Uh, so we'll get a good idea of, you know, when you're sitting in these positions, where, who are you going to end up with? I know we've done some mocks. I think we did mock once from the ninth spot. So um, it'll be kind of interesting to see what goes here now, especially that we know each other's likes and dislikes as far as the draft is concerned. So, Will, uh, you're going to be on the clock here soon. Is there anything we need to talk about before we get started here? Well, you know, I'm really hoping that um, that one of the two fall to me, and that would be either Cook or McCaffrey. Um, obviously, the draft has been really weird. Last, I think the last time we drafted, I think McCaffrey went seventh. So I'm hoping for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, ho- I'm hoping Sleeper, not a sponsor, but will gladly accept the sponsorship from Sleeper. Great uh, app to do mock drafts on. Take your leagues on there. Uh, they have a great interface on there. Uh, hopefully Sleeper has updated some of those settings to where we don't see that happen again. And uh, remember, we are going to, when we're done with this, we're going to go ahead and post the results on our Instagram page. So please make sure you get over to our Instagram page at Cover2FantasyFootball. That's Cover to the number Fantasy Football. And you'll be able to vote on whose draft was best. And uh, we're going to go ahead and start the draft now. And McCaffrey goes in his spot at number one. Barkley goes at number two. Ooh. And Will, you got your wish. I did. And, you know, we have been talking about how Barkley has been going up the boards a little bit. And it's a little bit of a shock based upon that they have said that he's, well, he's said he's not playing week one or it doesn't look good for week one. So that's it. It doesn't look good for week one. But if he does, if he does come back healthy, I don't see, I mean, I do see a problem with this. The third, fourth, fifth spot is somewhere where I would really see him. But, you know, you got your dream here. So are you going to go ahead and pull the trigger on that? You did. So Will took Dalvin Cook. Then we had Derrick Henry. Zeke going at number five, which is a little bit higher than when I, where I projected. And Kamara dropping all the way to number six, which I think he's really slotted into probably that third position right now. Um, then goes Chubb, who I was hoping would drop to me. And then Jonathan Taylor at eight. And now I'm sitting at nine. So this is where we talked about in our last draft when we drafted together, where all the running backs have actually gone the way that we all think that's possible or what is the norm. We didn't see somebody take, you know, Devontae Adams or uh, Tyreek Hill early. So you've got a situation where you can take a running back here and and get maybe Eckler or Aaron Jones, um, or you can take a premier tight end or a premier wide receiver. So what are you thinking? So, Will, I'm going based off of my tiers here. So if I'm taking a look at what I've got available for my tier rankings, um, I don't have a guy that is in my upper tier for running backs. I, I'm be, I'd be drafting someone that's, you know, mid-tier three right now where I have the number one wide receiver available. I have the number one tight end available. And to me, I put more of a premium on having Tyreek Hill available so I'm taking Tyreek Hill here. I'm going to see what happens. Against my style, typically very unorthodox for me to take a wide receiver in that first round. Uh, and I was hoping Eckler would make it back around to me. Uh, Kelsey went right after I took Hill. Then we had Aaron Jones and then Devontae Adams to close out the first round. On the turn, then we had Stefan Diggs, DK Metcalf, and then Eckler. So I'm sitting here with the second – I'm sorry, the fourth pick in the second round. And uh, I'm looking at some of my – availability here well i mean i'm definitely looking obviously with ector going off the board he did i was hoping i really thought he would make it to me um i thought for sure that would happen um now i'm kind of faced with the possibility here because i've got deandre hopkins 
sitting here on the board. Um, and I could kind of maybe go with the zero running back theory here um, because I'm not absolutely keen on tons of these running backs, but I'm going to go with a guy that I actually put. Well, I mean, you know, zero running backs is obviously not the best thing. I know for you, especially you are, you're against that a hundred percent, but I don't see a Joe Mixon, which is, we'll say is the top of the tier right now. Um, I do. And that's, that's who I was contemplating, but I, I've got Mixon more of a late second round. Gotcha. Not this early first round is my first running back. Um, and there's also Calvin Ridley there, which you love. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was actually thinking because Ridley's not going to make it back to me. I know that for sure. He'll be gone here within the next four to five picks. So if I do go zero running back, I'm starting off with Hill and Ridley, and then I would have to go third and fourth round, which I would have the back-to-back um, – the or I'm sorry, the, the short wait – and I could maybe possibly try to get a 3-4 running back um, and see what happens from there, which is really out of my comfort zone as far as how I typically draft. And, uh, man, you know what, Will? I'm going to give it a shot here. I'm going for it. Um, even though I do have Mixon moving up from our last episode, I did have him up there. I have him actually slightly above Austin Eckler, and I'm tilting right now. This is actually a live tilt. What was that anybody about kicking my never, butt? It looks like it's not happening. Anybody who's ever tilted, I, I mean, I feel like if I went Hill and Ridley here back-to-back, and if I were able to secure uh, running backs in the third and fourth round, I think I would solidify the win with you regardless of whoever I drafted. Um, but I'm concerned there's going to be a major run on running backs here. So I feel like I need to at least get one of my guys. So I'm actually going to go ahead and go with the guy that I talked about in our last breakout episode, Joe Mixon, who's moving up. I actually have him ranked a little bit higher than Austin Eckler right now uh, in my rankings. So I'm going to go ahead and do it, and I'm going to go with Joe Mixon. So after that pick, uh, I'll give you some time here to prep, Will. Uh, Patrick Mahomes goes first quarterback, goes fifth pick in the second round, and then there goes Ridley, Hopkins, Jefferson, and A.J. Brown. So there was a run on those wide receivers there in case you were looking to get a receiver, Will. Um, those upper-tier receivers are gone. We do have a, still have a couple of them sitting there that you might be interested in. Uh, but with the news of Michael Thomas possibly missing the first six weeks, I'm not touching him until way later. Uh, I'm going to let someone else take that gamble with him there. Uh, so you're sitting here now with the 10th pick in the second round. What are you thinking? So I, I have two things that I'm thinking of. Um, I feel like that when it comes back around, I am going to try to get my my, t- my tight end. I'm going to try to get either Waller or Kittle. So I'm going to leave them there. If I don't, I don't. So it's really between Harris, uh, Najee Harris, or getting Allen Robinson, which we talked about. So you would, you, you know, you would take... Uh, Kittle, or, or I'm sorry, not Kittle. Kittle, yes, early third round. But you would take Waller this early in the third round, your next pick? The reason why is because, one, I know I'm not going to get him coming back. Number two is that I want to set and forget a position. So if I could have a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end as my top three picks and have a set and forget it for every single position, then I think that's what I would rather do for my draft. So okay. because of that, I am going to go – with, I'm going Allen Robinson. So, oh, there goes Kittle. So your pick is going to be in here. 
Uh, then we had Edward Solaire go in the last pick of the second round. That's a big deal. He was another one of those guys I talked about that's going to be making that breakout. And I was hoping his ADP wasn't going to start climbing, but it looks like it's starting to. He goes above Antonio Gibson, which to me is kind of a shocker. And then we had DeAndre Swift go with the second pick in the third round. And now you're up. And I know you're going to take Darren Waller. Well, I, I, I am still going to take him, but I was very tempted to go back and get um, go get Najee Harris because that is a, a guy that's going to start three down. Yeah, Will, just a heads up here. Now, we had talked about mid to late third round Darren Waller, and you're going to be get you you've got a long wait to come back around to get a second running back now. And I probably could wait and get, you know, a Hawkins or a Pitts in the fifth or sixth round and just deal with it and maybe just get the talent now. So I, I think that you're right. I don't like it because I am a big Waller fan, uh, but I am going to take uh, Najee Harris here. Uh, there goes Waller right after you. So any sort of uh, manipulation I was trying to pull to get Waller for myself <laughs> backfired because you took Harris, who I was hoping would make it to me if you took Waller, and then Waller goes right after you. So uh, then we had Michael Thomas go. Then we had our second quarterback go with Josh Allen. Then we had J.K. Dobbins. And then Keenan Allen, who is someone else I was hoping would make it back to me. Um now I'm looking at the board, and there's not a whole lot left in the running back realm. It's a good thing you um, took a running back earlier. Yeah, I, I'm glad I did take that running back earlier. So uh, if you kind of want to recap what's going on here while I kind of take a look at some sure. of my rankings here. So, um, you know, with Josh Allen, their second quarterback coming off the board and early in the third round, that's kind of interesting. Obviously, Michael Thomas' injury just happened, so Sleeper probably didn't update uh, all right, all, all the way. Um, but J.K. Dalbins, that's an interesting one this early just because of Gus Edwards, and, and we don't know how they're going to run that offense, especially you know with the quarterback, uh, with Lamar. I, I just don't see Dalbins having the impressive a year to be at that you know, second-best running back on your team. Okay, so here's what I'm contemplating. Um... I'm thinking of maybe taking the gamble here and going for Kyler Murray since I have him so close uh, towards the top near Patrick Mahomes. I actually have him rated higher than probably Josh Allen for this season. Um, I'm thinking about doing that and hoping Chris Carson makes it back to me on the turn uh, because I'm pretty sure Kyler Murray is going to get taken here in the next couple picks. Um but I also don't think Chris Carson's going to make it back to me. So this is where I'm a little bit worried and thinking about maybe going a little bit more traditionalist with uh, the running back that I want, which would be a Carson here, um, or taking that gamble and going with that first-round receiver and then a third-round quarterback. I think I can get some better quarterbacks down the road. So I'm going to go with what is the premium position for me right now that I need, and that is with a running back. And I've got – Chris Carson moving up. Uh, I've been watching some of his workouts from this offseason. I know he's getting in, getting really healthy. Uh, we know the Seahawks want to really get the running game up as a big focus this season. So that's why I am going to go with Chris Carson here. And then we had Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, Julio Jones, Terry McLaurin, Kyle Pitts, Mike Evans, and oh my goodness, it – actually happened i have kyler murray sitting in my lap right now and uh 
I'm pretty amazed by that. Well, I'm amazed um, to cut you off with Team 12. Yeah. <laughs> team 12 has four receivers. Really good one. Yeah, talk about zero running back there. They, I mean, they're they've got they've got Devonte Adams, Stephon Diggs, Julio Jones, Terry McLaurin. They don't need to draft another receiver the entire draft. Um, I, I think if we put Team Twelve up against us in our in our Instagram vote poll, they they might actually pull it out. Um, so I'm taking a look here, and I'm taking a look at some of the value that's still on the board. I know that I can get good quarterbacks later. I've still got great value at the wide receiver position. I still have. A running back, you know, that's pretty valuable to me and David Montgomery, where I we just talked about him, how we think he is going to be a home run this season. And I can get my three solid running backs here and then address my other positions later in the draft. Um, or I could try to go for the home run with Kyler Murray. And as much as I do love Kyler Murray, uh, I do have some value in these other wide receiver positions that are still available. And I think I can still get a a quarterback later in the draft that I really do value. So if I can leave here with these three starting running backs, I'm really happy going forward. Yeah. So I am going to go ahead and pull the trigger because like I talked about with tier based uh, drafting, um, I do have a chance to get three running backs that are in, you know, my top three or four tiers. And then there are still good wide receivers available that I think I can fill in in the fifth, sixth and seventh rounds. So I am going to go ahead and go with the guy that I know is going to be highly involved this season. And that is David Montgomery. Okay. So after me, then there goes Amari Cooper, who was the other player I was actually contemplating taking. And then we had Kyler Murray go off the board. Cooper cup. Uh, is that Daryl Henderson? Yeah. Daryl Henderson goes at the eighth pick in the fourth round. So his stock obviously in its ADP has skyrocketed uh, since the cam acres news broke. And then right before your pick was Chris Godwin. And, and I was thinking about Chris Godwin. Uh, he was uh, one of the guys I was I was looking at. Um, and, you know, I believe I can get the player I really want in the next round um, to certify and keep my running backs safe. But looking at Team 1, he's got no wide receivers. So I feel like I need to take a receiver here. Um, so I think I'm going to take uh, Cooper's counterpart, and I'm going to take CeeDee Lamb. Well, I was actually hoping CeeDee Lamb would make it back down to me. Um, so after your pick, there goes DJ Moore. Then Lamar Jackson with the last pick of the fourth round. Then we had Adam Thielen and Robert Woods to start the fifth round. And we are back to you, Will. And that running back board is still looking kind of decent. It is. And, you know, obviously from Sleeper's perspective, Travis Etienne is, is in the top uh, for them. Um, I'm, I'm just so... I, with a rookie running back, with a established running back there last year, I just don't see. I see the potential, but I just don't see it yet. And I'm I'm being staying away from Travis Etienne. Then you've got Kareem Hunt, Miles Ma- Gaskin. Uh, I think Miles Gaskin is probably one of the best picks here when it comes to running backs. There is a ton of great wide receivers um, in this draft that are currently right here right now. Um, but I am going to stick with my guy that we've talked about many times, and I'm going to get Mike Davis. Okay, so after you, there goes Jamar Chase, um, Travis Etienne, Kareem Hunt, Mark Andrews, Kenny Galladay, and they left me the guy I was hoping I that I thought was going to go. He's one of my top wide receivers left on the board. I've actually got him 
just below Terry McLaurin right now and above AJ Brown, just because of his reliability, his consistency with um, Russell Wilson. And that is Tyler Lockett. Uh, Tyler Lockett did have a pretty consistent season last year. Uh, had a couple games where he hurt you, but we know that with that Seattle offense, and that's where I feel a little bit weird. I don't typically like to take multiple players from the same offense. And I've got Chris Carson. I'm going to take Tyler Lockett here. And my concern would be, you know, if that offense does have a difficult day, but I do have also Joe Mixon and David Montgomery. So I do feel comfortable taking Tyler Lockett here with this pick. And then after Lockett, uh, we had Dak Prescott. Then goes Miles Gaskin, Devonta Smith, who I was hoping was going to make it back to me in the sixth round. Uh, then we had Russell Wilson, DJ Chark, and then James Robinson. Seeing Russ there, you know, go that early, I was hoping that you go and take all the Seattle. <laughs> no, I'm not going to get that crazy just yet. So I'm feeling pretty good. Um, and what I'm going to do here is I'm going after one of the guys I've been talking about, one of my breakout guys here, at a position where it's about to fall off a cliff completely. So I'm going to get my guy who I rank in the top four of tight ends this season, and that's TJ Hawkinson. A little bit earlier than I would want, but this is the sixth round, and I still have one of these upper-tier tight ends available that I know is going to give me lots of fantasy value throughout the season at a position that's going to be at a premium. So I am going to go with TJ Hawkinson here. You suck. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I told you, Will. I'm coming after your throat for this this one. Uh, then after I took Hawkinson, so I'll, I'll buy you a little time here to kind of work out your plan. Deontay Johnson goes. Then Brandon Ayuk. Two guys I've been really high up on that I do like here in the sixth round. Then we had a quarterback I was hoping would maybe make it around to the next round, and that was Justin Herbert. And then right before your pick was Melvin Gordon. I knew he was not on your radar, so you probably felt good about that. Yeah, very. I mean, having the two running backs from Denver go before you, that kind of kind of takes the wind out of your sails now. I'm glad about that. You know, I, I we talked about in our, our last show, uh, you know, we talked about players to stay away from. And the number one right now on my board to stay away from is Cortland Sutton, uh, especially him being a little questionable uh, coming into camp. Um, so I'm between two people on the wide receiver board. I just want to check our tight ends right now. You know, I love Noah Fant, but drafting Noah Fant this early is is definitely not my cup of tea. And then we've got the man, the myth, Aaron Rodgers out there, who now is going to play. So I'm really interested in maybe taking him, um, but I think that I'm actually going to, you know, be a little smarter in this draft, and I'm going to go with my wide receiver that I really think that He's had a terrible year last year, and this year is his year. It's Cleveland, and it's definitely ODB time. OBJ. OBJ. You're thinking of the Wu-Tang Clan, man. Oh. Well, ODB, OD, OBJ, you know, we got them all. Put some respect on that name. <laughs> uh, so that you took Odell Beckham Jr., uh, then we had Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, and T. Higgins to round out the sixth round. Starting the seventh round, we have Chase Claypool, and there went Aaron Rodgers. I don't know uh, if you were thinking about taking him in that on that next pick, but he did go right ahead of uh, you. If I didn't take, if I had taken Beckham, I would have. I, pro- I probably could have got Beckham here. Oh man. Okay. Hey, wow. You, you still have your number one. Your your highly touted number one quarterback in fantasy. 
Hint, hint, wink, wink. I do. You, uh, and we have Blake Bortles, too. Okay. You talked about you got Joe Burrow available. So we can't forget um, about him. Um, let's take a look at your roster. So far right now, you've got Dalvin Cook, Allen Robinson, Najee Harris, CeeDee Lamb, Mike Davis, and Odell Beckham Jr. So you've got three uh, running backs, three wide receivers. Uh, what are you thinking here for this pick? So the big thing for me now is if I've got to get – if I'm going to get a running back here – you know, this is going to be my last running back, basically. And looking at the wide receiver board that we currently have, the tight ends, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in any quarterbacks right now. You know, I love Debo Samuel, but um, with, you know, Brandon Ayuk becoming uh, bigger and bigger stock and everybody's talking about him in camp, I'm not so interested in taking a, a second-string wide receiver right now, basically. Um, Judy and Sutton there, again, not a van. And then we've got Brandon Cooks. We've got Landry, which I already have uh, his teammate. And then we've got the guy that is being underrated as the number one wide receiver on his team, and that's Corey Davis, and that's where I'm going. So after your pick, we had Trevor Lawrence, Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, Jerry Judy, Noah Fan. Lots of Broncos going here. And uh, speaking of Broncos, I know that you are not high up on him, but he is the number one wide receiver on the Denver Broncos. Um, yeah, we've got a quarterback issue there, especially now that Rodgers is staying put in Green Bay, which I think is what helped Cortland Sutton's stock fall here. Um, whether it's going to be Tyrod Taylor or Drew Locke, they got to throw the ball somewhere and to someone. And Cortland Sutton has proven that he could be that guy in an offense. And if I'm taking a look at it, I'm judging between Cortland Sutton and uh, probably Jalen Waddell at this point. I like the known commodity of Cortland Sutton a little bit more than I like the known commodity of, um, or the unknown commodity of Jalen Waddle. Uh, now there is another wide receiver that I will throw out there that I'm contemplating right now. And that is uh, Robbie Anderson. I think uh, Robbie Anderson is being highly underrated going into drafts this season uh, but one of the things that we need to take into consideration, he had a great season last year, but he's also gaining Sam Darnold, who he has that re prior relationship with from the Jets. So he's someone that I wouldn't have an issue taking here in the seventh round. So what are you thinking? Huh? Yeah, um, so I, I love the idea of Cortland Sutton coming back and having a bounce back here this year. Uh, so I am going to go ahead and go for it. So any of our listeners that are going to vote on Instagram, please, you know, take a good look at what I've done here with Cortland Sutton and the ability he has to really be the number one receiver in that offense. As paltry as it might be, he will be the number one receiver. So please vote with your hearts when you take a look at this. And uh, so I'm going to go with Cortland Sutton there. Then goes Jalen Waddle, Burrow, Ronald Jones, Dallas Goddard, Leonard Fournette, Debo Samuel, and then I am on the board here in the eighth round. Anyway, so uh, Debo going there, interesting. Um, I'm seeing his draft stock falling and falling and falling the last couple of weeks. I'm thinking from what it looks like, he's going to be a ninth round kind of guy. But going in the early eight is good. Uh, Goddard is a surprise, and it's a good surprise because I need a tight end coming up in this round or a quarterback. So that's a guy I don't have my eyes on uh, right now. Uh, but, you know, with Waddle going there, it's kind of interesting to me based upon that offense with Fuller, 
um, and everybody else that's there. Preston Williams. I mean, it is a stacked wide receiver core. I mean, granted, it's a number five pick. He's going to play, but uh, that's a that's a kind of high risk right there. So, here's what I'm going to do, Will. I've been <laughs> talking about a specific quarterback all offseason that he would be a steal in the eighth round. Um, so it would almost be criminal if I didn't take him here, right? Said this said you always miss out on him, so you better take him now. I always do miss out on him, but but uh, I have a chance to take someone who I think is actually going to have maybe a top three, top four quarterback fantasy season this year, and that's uh, Mr. Tom Brady. So I'm actually going to bypass my guy, uh, Jalen Hurts, and I am going to take Tom Brady because he's sitting here available and. I'm going for it because I know he's going to put up tons of fantasy points this season. Then after that uh, goes Kenyon Drake, Robbie Anderson, uh, David Johnson, who I was hoping would actually make it back to the next round because I see lots of value with him this year in Houston. Then Mike Gesicki, James Conner, and Will, I think you've totally run out of tight ends to be able to pick. Yep. Not great. Not great. Um, you know, Gesicki actually wasn't my target. Um you know, I have somebody here that I really want, um, and you know, I'm I'm making sure that I get him here. His teammate is back just today, and that brings his stock up high for me. And that's Tanya. Uh, so after your pick, and I'll buy you some time here as you're back up on the swing. Uh, Michael Carter goes after there. I, maybe you were thinking about him later. Um, then we had Jarvis Landry, Lavisca Chenault, whose stock is going up. Uh, Brandon Cooks, who I know you're a big fan of, and maybe that was who you were hoping was going to land uh, there for you in the ninth round, but you are up. Um, what are you thinking here? So Sermon has had a great um, has had a great offseason. I just don't think a risk here at the ninth round is where I need to be going with my running back. So looking at quarterback, it's set and forget at quarterback. I've got Hurts, and... That's you're going to try to beat me. You're going to try to beat me by taking my guy, huh? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I really was. I actually thought to myself, as soon as you decided not to take him, that I was taking him no matter what. Oh, I had no choice. I mean, I've got Hurts ranked highly this year for a, you know, in this position, eighth or ninth round, have that high floor with the running ability. But Tom Brady, I legitimately feel like he could be the t- one of the top three quarterbacks this season. And to be able to get him in the eighth round, over Jalen Hurts, I'm taking that. You know, personally, um, I think Jalen Hurts is is great, and I think he's going to have a great year. I just not – he's not my quarterback, all right? He's not the guy that I want. And looking at the board, I can probably get somebody later on that I'm okay with, I'm happy with. Maybe it's going to be a guy I need to trade out almost every other week, but that's okay. I'm deciding I'm going running back here. And I've decided I'm going to go with Zach Moss. Okay, that's a bit of a bold pick there, Will. Uh, Jalen Hurts does go right after you. Then Rob Gronkowski, uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, Rashad Bateman, and then Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Talk about a plummeting ADP dropping all the way to the late ninth round. And then I am up on the board, and I'm looking... Let's see. I've got right now Tyree Kill, Joe Mixon, Chris Carson, David Montgomery, Tyler Lockett, TJ Hawkinson, Chris Cortland Sutton, Tom Brady. I think that's a winning roster right there, Will. I don't know if there's much else you're going to be able to do to come back from this. Uh, so what I want to do is I want to add some wide receiver depth. 
I've got three wide receivers. I need wide receiver depth. I'm going to take a little bit of a gamble here and hope that I get a couple of my guys here because I do see value in a specific player still on the board. Uh, really the only running back that does have some great value here in the late ninth round because, you know, they're going to be a starter on this team, and that's Damian Harris. Um, I know I've already got three running backs, and I've only got three receivers, but if I can snag a starting running back right here, uh, I'm going to do that because I've got my eye on some receivers I can get a little bit later. Uh, but with Damian Harris, I'm getting a starter in this, and I'll have four solid starters that, and all the depth I need at running back. So I'm going to go ahead with Damian Harris. And then there goes Trey Sermon, Will Fuller, who was the guy that I was contemplating taking there, or Tyler Boyd, who then goes. But Devin Singletary went, Trey Sermon went. So I know Damian Harris would not have made it back around to me. And I still have a shot at the wide receiver who I've been talking up this whole offseason. And this is going to be an easy pick here in the early 10th round. That's Antonio Brown. Um, so I'm taking Antonio Brown. We know the second half of the season, once he started playing, he was one of the top wide receivers uh, on a really wide receiver heavy offense. We know that he built that rapport with Tom Brady, and I'm going to bank on that going forward. And I've got that stack there with Brady also. Then we had Deshaun Watson go. Uh, then Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, A.J. Dillon, and Michael Gallup. And then you are on the board here, Will. So looking at, at the, the players that, that we have out there, um, I'm not – interested in the quarterback my quarterback that i wanted was Tannehill. of course team 12 their weird draft that they're having take two quarterbacks um so i'm looking at a guy that i've talked about that i am really interested in and it comes off of what you said earlier about the number one receiver in this case number one running back um for that offense in new england and that's nelson aguilar so i'm going nelson Okay, so that's one of your, your guys that you talk about with breakout. So after that pick, we had Michael Pittman go, then Tony Pollard, and now we can see that the tight end is going to become a commodity. We had Tyler Higby, which I think is great value here in the 11th round. He was going to be one of my options that if I didn't get Hawkinson uh, up to Hawkinson and I was stuck with going to be stuck with getting a tight end after my ranking with Hawkinson, Higby was someone I was going to target here late in the draft because we know Matthew Stafford loves throwing the tight ends. Uh Gerald Everett's out of the equation now, so Higby is a great option. And now you're back up, Will. What are you thinking? So I actually, my quarterback that I want is way down there. So I'm going to wait till the last round to take my quarterback. I know it's a big risk, but that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to go running back here because I don't like any receivers. Um, and I'm looking at three guys. Um, they are Naheem Hines, we've got Gus Edwards, and of course Jamal Williams. Yeah, you were you were pretty high up on Jamal Williams. I remember you were talking about him being uh, someone that could be pretty solid for fantasy this year. Yeah, I mean, with you know with Swift there, and he didn't have the greatest year. The only thing that I worry about is that Detroit team being down a lot because it's not a great team. And are they going to be running the ball in between the tackles? Obviously, Jamal Williams gives you that extra step, just like Swift does, of catching the ball on the outside. And he did a great job last year in a very good offense, mind you, of taking a lot of points off of Aaron Jones um, and subbing well. So he could be the starter at the end of the year. So do you take a flyer and a guy that you could maybe pick up on the waiver wire in you know, week four or whatever, and he's the guy? 
or do you not want to fight it? So looking at my options that I have, I think I'm going to go with the guy that I feel like is the best option week one. And so for me, I'm going to take Hines. So after your pick of Hines, then we had Darnell Mooney, who we talked about at the very beginning of the show. Uh, probably wasn't being drafted up until this trade uh, here in the 11th round now. Then we have Mike Williams, who I think is pretty good value for mid-11th round. Elijah Moore, uh, you know, new rookie with the Jets. Then Justin Fields and Nicole Hardman. And then I am up now and taking a look at the boards here. I was kind of hoping I would get a shot at Mike Williams, uh, but unfortunately he is gone right now. Mike Williams, that's an interesting find. We've seen Mike Williams, actually I feel like in this draft, go down a little bit. And as you said, Mooney going up. Elijah Moore as well. I have not seen Elijah Moore not get picked, not in the last round. He's, this is the first time I've seen him get picked in the 11th round or anything away from being the last pick. So that's just showing you the progression of the Jets' offense, I think. Having a second receiver there, you know, with me having Corey Davis, you know, not going to brag, Corey Davis is my team. But having uh, uh, Elijah Moore there shows you the, the versatility that he has. And with that offense not having the best running back situation where we don't know exactly who's going to start, who's going to get the carries. Moore gives you that ability to do, you know, the Percy Harvin role of running the ball out of the backfield every once in a while. So that's a great pick for team six. I'm going to focus my attention here on wide receivers. Uh, like I said, I was kind of hoping that Mike Williams would drop to me, uh, even Darnell Mooney. Um, so I'm going to take a look at these receivers and, I think we saw a little bit. We saw enough from Devontae Parker last year. I know that, you know, you're going to have a lot of change in the dynamics coming up with, you know, Will Fuller having arrived, them having drafted Jalen Waddle so highly. Um, so maybe Devontae Parker is someone that, you know, we, we don't really want to look at um, going forward. But I do need another wide receiver. But I think I'm going to wait till the 12th round for that one. And what I'm going to go – do here is go ahead and stack up my running back position because Gus Edwards is someone that I think has a lot of value in a running back system right now in the Baltimore system. I know a lot of the talk around it is with uh, JK Dobbins and Lamar Jackson taking control of a lot of the running game, but let's not forget that Gus Edwards had a pretty strong season last year. Uh, he had 726 rushing yards and six touchdowns last season. Um, I think he's going to continue to have maybe that 60-40 split with J.K. Dobbins. And, you know, Gus Edwards looked like a great runner. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go with the depth at running back here. Because remember, he is someone I could play in the flex position. And if we do have an injury with J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards immediately becomes the guy. And I have a wide receiver that I'm going to target in on on my next pick in the 12th round. So I'm going to go ahead and, with Edwards there. After Edwards, I then had a run on some wide receivers, Ruggs, Parker, uh, Rondell Moore, and then uh, we had Todd Gurley get drafted by, of course, Team 12. Uh, then we had a couple quarterbacks go with Mayfield and Ryan, and my wide receiver did make it to me. And let me get in depth a little bit about this wide receiver really quick. So here in the 12th round, Will, what if I pose to you this question that I am going to get a receiver here with my 12th pick that was the wide receiver 37 last year. That's 
like a top three receiver in the, you know, we're talking about 36 positions. So a wide receiver three, essentially in the 12th round, how would that feel for you? I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. That's amazing. Right. What if I also told you that this wide receiver had three, three top 16 finishes in the final month of the season? I'm telling, I'm saying you're a liar. And then what if I also told you that this wide receiver got a huge bump in the off season because his direct competition went to a different team. I'm upset. Because I'm taking someone that you might have either coveted or this is going to be the nail in the coffin for my victory against you, and that is Russell Gage. So, listeners, please listen to those facts there for Russell Gage. He is sliding into the position that was occupied by Calvin Ridley because Calvin Ridley has slid into the position that was occupied by Julio Jones. Russell Gage was the wide receiver 37 last year, being the third receiving option on the Atlanta Falcons. When Julio Jones was gone, Russell Gage was a, a impact player. Julio Jones is gone now. If you can get Russell Gage late in your drafts, do it. I know I talked last week about, hey, take someone in the 12th round, 11th round that you can kind of see how they will pan out in those first couple weeks. And you can drop them and then go for someone else. Russell Gage will not be someone that you'll want to drop. If you can get him in the 12th round, you got yourself a wide receiver two on a an offense that we know, you know, puts up numbers. They're typically playing from behind. So that is extreme value there, that 12th pick. So after my pick, and I'm going to buy you some time here, Will, uh, we had Evan Ingram go, Kenny Gainwell, Marvin Jones, who would have been a pretty decent pick here also in the uh, last round, and Kirk Cousins. Hopefully that wasn't the guy that you were thinking about. I'm afraid it might have been. No, no. And then Zach Ertz. I, I really wanted Zach Ertz. That was the guy, you know. No, it wasn't. Zach Ertz is, is the man in Philadelphia. Oh, that's right. No, but, uh, no, my guy is not being drafted many times, and it's surprising to me, and I think it's just his age, um, but he – Always throws the ball 40, 50 times, it seems like, almost every game. He's got a slew of wide receivers, uh, and Juju, uh, Devon, uh, Deontay Johnson, um, and then Chase Claypool, and that is Ben Roethlisberger. And I do like to do this on my drafts or in my teams. I like to have the running back and the quarterback because then I feel confident that it doesn't matter who scores, <laughs> I'm going to win. That's right, because I'm going to be able to, you know, hopefully that team is scoring. Now, the caveat is, if they don't score, then I'm really screwed. So it's a kind of a catch-22, but I really like Ben Roethlisberger at the end of the draft um, because I can load up on my picks. Now, you know, just looking at my draft personally, and I start off with, with, uh, with Devontae Cook. I got Allen Robinson. I got Na Najee Harris. I got Lamb, Mike Davis, uh, Odell Beckham. I've got uh, Davis, again, other Davis. I've got Tanya, Zach Boss, um, Aguilar, Hines, and Roethlisberger. That's my team. And I can tell you, before you say anything, that I made one giant mistake. And that I, was I see a few. I, few I see a few giant mistakes. Two giant mistakes? I see a few. What what is the one that stands out to you? I ha the Aaron Rodgers pick. I think I could have got Corey Davis, and the back side of it, he was not that highly up there in the board. I really like him, so I went for, I reached, and I think that kind of killed my board to where I could have had Rodgers and moved everybody down. I think my draft would have been a lot better. 
Absolutely. I think you killed yourself with that pick. Um, also bypassing Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts would have totally changed your team dy- dynamics up, uh, especially since you ended up taking Hines later. Um, and then on your last pick, I was not sh- – I, I I thought you either wanted Cousins or Fitzpatrick. And had you gone Fitzpatrick, I think this might have been a little bit closer. Um, w- yeah, you, you made a good case for Ben, but I think with Fitzpatrick, we know that he's going to put up numbers. He's in a offense that was just dying to have a quarterback in it. He's got weapons galore, uh, especially with the addition of Curtis Samuel into that offense, where I think Fitzpatrick would have really been a nice cap off to your off to your team here, especially in that last pick. Um, so just a couple things there. Uh, if I'm taking a look at my roster here, I did something that was a little bit different for me. I went wide receiver right away. I, it kind of made me tilt a little bit later on, but I think I balanced it out by having Tyree Kill, Chris Carson, David Montgomery. I took care of those running backs. Uh, then I added some great depth with wide receiver with Tyler Lockett. Then I got one of my premium tight ends because there's a, like you talked about, there's a cliff that goes off, falls off after Hawkinson, in my opinion. Actually, because I've got Hawkinson higher, I think Pitts and then Andrews. But I've got Hawkinson higher, so I went ahead and took that. Took a little bit of a risk with Cortland Sutton, but he is the wide receiver one, so I feel good about that. Uh, got, I think I hit a home run by taking Brady here. Passing on Hurts and going with Brady. And then picking up Damian Harris, Antonio Brown, Gus Edwards, and Russell Gage. Those last three picks have such great built-in value. I mean, Antonio Brown and Russell Gage are going to be constant active players on their high-powered offenses. And I've got great value with, on from them from here in the 10th and 12th rounds. Um, I'm hoping that you get a couple votes, Will, when we put this up on Instagram. Uh, but I, I think we both know what's coming. So, listeners, make sure you are out there. You get on our Instagram. Please go visit. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Cover2FantasyFootball. That's Cover2, the number, Fantasy Football. Uh, we'll have that poll up there within the next couple days for you to vote on um make your voices heard we'd love to actually have you dm us too any questions that you want us to read on the show to answer we're happy to do that uh will what else what are some final thoughts you've got i'm upset i'm upset with my draft i don't like it <laughs> I, um, I don't will, i don't tell want people... you to vote for me how about that don't want you to vote for me because <laughs> Listen, I think that I did beat you running back to running back. If we were talking about running backs, I win. I think that's the only place I win. I'll... Yeah, but you've got you've got three guys that you can rotate throughout the years. I Zach Moss could. I think it's 50-50 at this point, but we know that offense isn't run-centric. Hines, it's really a, just we'll see what happens. with. They've got so much going on there with Mack and Taylor. Uh, my five guys that I have at running back are the, you know, four of them are the clear number ones, and then Edwards, who I ran off his stats, are pretty solid. Um, so you're, you're making a little bit of a case there at the running backs, but I think I think the listeners know what to do. Um, speaking of listeners, please make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts. It's follow now. It's no longer subscribing. You follow us. The episodes download right to you when, after we get them up there. And then on Spotify also. Will, what else you got for us? And like always, cover two. <laughs> Cover two.